you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Vidite ako se napravi greška, tako ki bude kobna, nema vraćanja nazad. So, Europe need to to remain more Will Vumaro join the current Macedonian government? Will Dewey leave the Macedonian government? Will there be constitutional changes to suit the childish demands of the Bulgarians and placate their friends in the U.S. State Department and EU foreign policy institutions? Will there be early elections? Will Bulgaria ask for more and more and more? The answer to that last question is, of course. We'll discuss all this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Tritin Shalimanov in Skopje, Macedonia. How you doing? Good, a little tired, but we had to get down and do a podcast because a lot of things are happening in our last one. Yes, and and this is just to set the uh, to level set, as they say in McKinsey uh, or whatever. Uh, episode one fifty seven of the Macedonian Content Farmers podcast, and today it's actually the middle of June, June fifteenth, Thursday. It can't. I it, I think it feels like June just started. And now we're halfway through June. It's just kind of bizarre, <laughs> but yes, there's a lot going on in Macedonia, and it's very confusing. And uh, I think you're going to do most of the talking here. But there's there's lots of machinations between. Sidisa and Dewey and Vumaro uh, throwing the international mix and the Bulgarian stuff, and you've got yourself one hot mess. Looks like, um, so Ms. Koski and um, um, Tache met in private, I guess, earlier this week, last week, to try and hammer out uh, some things? Last week. Last week. Yeah, last week. <laughs> yeah, today's the 15th, so yeah. yeah. So what's going on? Yeah, everything is up in arms. Everything is on the table, all sorts of negotiations, everybody's resigning, everybody's leaving the government, everybody wants to join the government. Uh, so we are getting close to a deadline. We're now talking weeks in which we need to have the Bulgarian amendments in parliament. Hmm. Uh, if not, we will be late to adopt the procedure, uh, adopt the amendments until November when uh, Albania would, you know, we are told, we are warned, we are threatened would resume its EU accession talks and we will be left out in the cold and, you know, possibly facing all sorts of trouble and uncertainty as uh, the German, the American interlocutors sent to this country told us, warned us. Mm -hmm. So uh, the deadline is close and uh, uh, Vomero were holding a comfortable position. We are not part of this mess. The government negotiated this with the Bulgarians, the government took on itself an obligation to amend the constitution and include the Bulgarian nation in the constitution at the start of our accession talks. This requires 81 votes in parliament. The government barely has 61 to survive. It cannot dream of getting to the to the number. With the Albanian opposition there, they would still be short, like uh, 10 votes. Um, so... Uh, Vamara were saying, we don't care about this, it's your, not my circus, not my monkeys, you figure this out. <laughs> uh, but the diplomats were pressuring, we had the American ambassador, we had uh, 
Senator Murphy, we had, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Escobar. Escobar. Yeah. All calling rumor out while Kovachevsky was meeting with Blinken. So, you know, pretty high level American threats and warnings against uh, Vimero. And eventually Vimero said, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's see what, if we can negotiate something. Because on the other hand, Vimero has the prospect of uh, arriving this, uh, its opposition to the, this latest concession, which should only begin the process of Macedonian new accession. It will not end it, so mm. uh, it will just be the start of our troubles with regard to the uh, future Bulgarian demands. In the future, Bulgaria would have this constitutional legal guarantee to make further demands uh, uh, of greater elevation of the Bulgarian minority and expanding it in Macedonia on the account of the Macedonian uh, nation. So Vamara can ride these to, these to electoral victory, but they also have the threat that uh, if they became, if they remain opposed, then uh, the government can start arresting them with the full support of the U.S. embassy. I'm sure this is be, they're being warned mm. that this would happen. They could win elections next year, but then uh, uh, no Albanian part of the U.S. embassy can, can tell the Albanian parties not to touch them with a uh, stick. So practically ensuring another is the SM Albanian coalition with Vamara the largest party in parliament, but still in the opposition. Uh, they faced the threat that uh, there will be massive fraud in the elections, as well as uh, uh, that uh, all the Albanian parties will team up, or most of them will team up with SDSM, and uh, in this in pre-election coalition, so in this way, practically form one huge juggernaut, electoral juggernaut, so uh, Vemura might possibly not even win the elections. We could possibly be the second largest group in parliament. So they, it's, not, it's a good position to be in, but it's not a great position. So they said, okay, let's, let's negotiate. And, and everything exploded <laughs> after the meeting. Um, so Vimera said, we want two things, uh, two types of guarantees for the Bulgarian deal. One, practically from Bulgaria, that uh, we adopt the amendments, but uh, they are m made to go into effect at the end of our accession talks, not at the start, which means that Bulgaria would have an incentive not to block us down the road. It will not have this legal right to issue additional demands for public sector jobs for Bulgarians, public uh, school education in Bulgarian holidays, uh, in Bulgarian cultural events uh, funded by the government. All of this, I mean, this is not... Uh, these are not uh, crazy demands, but the issue is that, as Vimera says, there is zero reciprocity on the other side. Right. We, we want the same for Macedonians in Bulgaria. So this is the first demand, that uh, Bulgaria agrees and the whole of EU agrees that uh, we have the, this at the end. We make this big concession at the end of the talks uh, to avoid turning them into a nightmare. And also they said we want guarantees from the European Union that in the end we will have the Macedonian identity guaranteed, the Macedonian language becoming a new official language. Uh, we have something in the sense that uh, the German parliament is today adopting a resolution saying that they, they recognize the Macedonian history, identity, nation, language. Mm -hmm. And call on us to make the amendments, but on Bulgaria to stop blocking us. 
the American ambassador is, and the British ambassador are making this uh, clumsy statement in Macedonia and saying that they recognize the language. Something in this line, but Vimera wants something more concrete by, from the European Union, something in writing. Mm-hmm. So these are the demands. And these are okay, Vimera has made these demands before. Mm-hmm. Where the thing got messy is where Vimera said, we do not trust this government to be able to negotiate with the Bulgarians or the EU. They are very weak, they uh, cave on everything. Whenever the internationals tell them something, they immediately accept it. So we want in the government. <laughs> and they huh. say, uh, and not only that, we want to do it out of the government. Mm-hmm. So they say, we, we uh, form um, this grand coalition between Vimera and ISDSM, which was discussed uh, by for months now, that apparently the Zayev faction in ISDSM wants to do this, uh, wants to put an end to the this unprecedented strengthening of Dui, the, Al- the other Albanian parties, at the expense of the Macedonian parties in the government. They want them cut down to size a little. Uh, now Vimera says, okay, we will uh, join the government. We would uh, have Dui out of the government. And this government would then uh, you know, organize the elections, negotiate with Bulgaria, uh, it would probably, I guess it would last until, uh, there were so many combinations and then replies, it all becomes a blur at one point, mm-hmm. but they were practically, Vimera said, we want, uh, uh, in the government, un- unless Bulgaria agrees that we, uh, postpone this, uh, constitutional amendment, then, you know, we score a big victory. But if uh, we enter into these long protracted negotiations with them, with the EU, changing the conditions of our EU accession, then we want to be part of the government. Uh, and uh, they were trying to set Dewey up. Vemmer has a theory that if Dewey is out of the government, with all their hugely accumulated power in the public sector in the government, that Vemmer uh, currently, they, they keep changing their Albanian partner. Currently, they are focused on this rival faction in Dui, led by uh, officials uh, such as Musa Jaferi, who was close to Vemera in the past, mm-hmm. and as well as the Besa party. So Vemera are thinking we'll break Dui into two pieces and then we'll empower uh, uh, another opposition party for, of the Albanians. So we'll divide practically the Albanian camp in five, and it will be easier for us Next election, even if we are we are the largest party, but without full majority, but we'll have five Albanian partners to choose from. And then we, we will be in a very comfortable position to take two of them, maybe, and then keep splitting those that refuse to join us. And uh, we can uh, restore some of this immense lost ground that Macedonians lost to Albanians in the government, in public sector hiring, in business, uh, linked to the government in the Bechtel deal. I mean, you know, having Dewey, the Albanian party, negotiate this huge infrastructure deal and not the Macedonian, the ostensibly Macedonian coalition partner. So this was Vimera's offer. But it's quickly, the wheels are quickly coming off. Hmm. Uh, okay, that's that's a good, uh, good summary. Uh, did you, you said one of the demands was that Dewey leave the government. Did Dewey respond to that or were there any uh, so both Dewey and ISDSM 
Im immediately responded that they accept everything, but they also uh, they're they're ignoring the earlier conditions of Emirates about guarantees about uh, and especially this about postponing the um, implementation of the constitutional amendment. So Dewey said, "Okay, fine, we resign tomorrow." Uh, a day later, they even said, "We will give you our position of prime minister because Dewey expects to name a prime minister." Uh, in the what, last six hundred, months last hundred days, elections. right? Yeah. yeah, So we will give you the Albanian prime minister. We will make Mitskovski prime minister, but we want you to first vote for the amendments, and they go into force immediately. Mm. So they are trying to play dumb that they did not hear this yeah. origin, this main request from Vemer about guarantees from Bulgaria and from the EU, right? Um, SDSM says the same. SDSM said, fine, we will let you join the government. We'll give you half of our seats. We would like to see Dewey remain in the government for stability reason, whatever. But we will give you five of our departments that SDSM holds. Dewey allows SDSM to hold 10 departments now. SDSM will give you five. And then later said, uh, we will throw in the position of prime minister. We are giving you the position of prime minister to Mitskovsky. But again, they said, and we will also agree to postpone the uh, uh, constitutional amendments. But <laughs> they say, uh, to the point of this second government conference with the EU. So again, they're trying to use all this EU jargon mm. and complicate things. But this, this means, again, at the start of the accession talks, not mm. at the end of the accession mm. talks. So well, <laughs> both parties say we agree, yeah. but we do not, uh, we will not, uh, but not... Uh, uh, not to to join forces and go against the Bulgarians in the EU and make them end. Right. Well, a couple of thoughts. Uh, first of all, on uh, as a matter of just pure politics, so I think what I'm encouraged, actually, what, what Vumro has done was present a number of other options, and the government has reacted to those in various ways, accepting some, at least verbally. Um, this is... It, it, whereas... You know, a couple of months ago, it was the government that said, no, you vote for this, uh, for the, the Bulgarians in the Constitution, the constitutional changes, full stop, then we can talk. It's kind of like what, you know, Joe Biden said to the Republican Party here, you bring me a clean debt uh, increase bill, and then we'll talk about other things. And the Speaker of the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy, said, no, we're going to pass our own bill, and then you're going to negotiate with us. And Joe Biden negotiated and both sides gave up something, both sides got something. That's the way it's supposed to work in a legislative situation uh, and in a properly functioning government. And here it looks like Miskowski's finally said, yeah, here are some things. Now, I think the Croatian model has gone by the wayside at this point, but they've, they've been creative and come up with some other ideas, and the government has responded and said yes, even though it's all a hot mess, uh, to your point. And who knows, you know, round and round and round she goes and where she stops, nobody knows. Uh, how it's going to pan out, nobody knows. But it, it, at least there's movement, I think. Um, and that's the way it's supposed to work. The, the process of, of, of uh, legislation is messy. You know, the old adage that you never want to see sausage or laws made. It's, both, mm. it's an ugly process in both. Uh, so, but it's, it's better than the government saying to the opposition, to Vumero, saying, no, you're going to vote for these constitutional changes, and then maybe we'll talk down the road. So... I think mm. everybody recognizes, even, look, let's be honest. Look, here's the deal. Uh, you know, the, the U.S. ambassador who is, in, yeah, 
The U.S. ambassador who's in Washington, D.C. right now, the EU ambassador who's doing something down in Struga right now, uh, all of the EU mm. ambassadors, etc., everybody who's at the Prespa... No, Struga is the large Prespa conference. Uh, uh, yes, we were going to... They were supposed to have a lot of uh, uh, power brokers from the EU come and person this DLMS, but apparently nobody came. Oh, really? Ah, okay. Well, we can, we can, yeah. we can talk about that in a second. Yeah, the press forum yeah. dialogue. Uh, I wanted to comment on their s- stupid um, concept note. But um, mm. all of these people know that the Bulgarians are going to ask for more, no matter what happens, whether the, yeah. whether the amendment to the Constitution is, is, is the Constitution has changed or not, Bulgarians are always going to ask for more and more and more, as I said in the opening monologue. That's just the way it works. Mm. Um, and and, you know, the, 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 the U.S., the State Department, the EU foreign policy institutions are going to play dumb and say, you know, okay, it's just one more thing. And, it's, and it just will never end, you know. Again, yeah. I, I've said this many times in this podcast, the apocryphal story of J. Paul Getty, the world's first dollar billionaire in the 1970s, and reporter asked mm. him, Mr. Getty, how much is enough? Just one dollar more. How many, con- oh, how many yeah. concessions are enough, dear Bulgaria? Just one concession more. And it's yeah. not going in. I like what... Um, uh, Apparently, there's a story here about Branko Gerowski, the uh, the journalist who was mocking mm-hmm. uh, Buya Osmani uh, about. Uh, he said, mm-hmm. "What a stupid spin!" About Osmani saying there will be no more um, condition. Bulgaria won't be able to Im- Im- Aha, impose okay, any more any more conditions. And okay. and and uh, Branko Gerowski said, "What a stupid spin!" So, <laughs> uh-huh. no, I didn't yeah, he, he he said. Um, he even he even mocked the airline that was uh, established between uh, Macedonia and Bulgaria that yeah, lasted for yeah, about a month and long. and was you know totally there were no economics behind it so it, it fell by the wayside of course so yeah but um, anyway so no but the yeah. internationals they tell us that uh, now is the time this is the perfect time because of Ukraine they say that the we did not have any interest in the EU for enlargement, but now Ukraine happened. Now they need to bring the Ukraine to the EU, and this is where we can profit. So I, you mentioned the Getty example. I, I use this example of uh, after we have been lied to so many times uh, in the past uh, of this Nigerian uh, <laughs> prince, you know, who offers you money, yes. and we all know it's a scam, right? Yeah. But then there is a cartoon of a of a uh, African kid sitting at a computer. And there is actually a pile of money around him. And he says, I don't understand. I have this money. I need to move it out of the country. <laughs> and I keep telling people, it's free money. Just take it. Just keep it for a few days and I'll give you half. And nobody <laughs> responds. So what if you know, we're asked to believe this time yeah. that now they're really, uh, that the, the Macrons and the Dutch, they have all lined up and the, the Germans and the Italians, they're all eager to have us in. And that they're really... This is really the last concession and that they have a new government in Bulgaria in place and it's, you know, uh, Slavi is out and uh, Karakachanov is out and Borisov is out and under charges apparently. And they have some very pro-European European appointed uh, lady and, and the other grouping, which is hardline on Macedonia, the President Radev group is uh, practically feuding with this Frankenstein government they have set up there so that everything has lined up, right? Mm-hmm. They, we're told that everything has lined up perfectly and we just have to make the small concession. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we know, even, even if it's true and we start the process, we're still looking into 10 years down the line and uh, Bulgaria would have every... Ins- maybe not now, but 
in a few years we again have an incentive to use all this against us and you know it can all <laughs> go badly again um, but also it's very possible it doesn't get off the ground we just had another uh, bulgarian club mm. president beaten up and this time it's a it's a guy who is a muslim macedonian so even in bulgaria people are saying okay yeah but the name it's turkish <laughs> the last name is turkish is this the guy we had you know we have a, it's a bulgarian a leading a bulgarian club and the guy who attacked him if you can trust the police yeah. which i don't really but uh, it's an albanian guy from this lawless village of Velesta. Oh. And so this guy says, I was beaten up and he was telling me you're filthy Bulgarian. So this would make sense if it was a Macedonian beating a Macedonian who identifies as Bulgarian. But we have an Albanian beating a Muslim Macedonian who identifies as Bulgarian after Bulgaria has started very quickly issuing <laughs> citizenships, you know, yeah. and even up, gave an apartment to this guy who was, okay, legit beaten up, this first guy. Uh, so, yeah, it's... But these things would happen down the line and, uh, uh, you know, we will have more and more trouble uh, in this 10-year process of accession talks. Seven is the most optimistic scenario being sold to us now by the government. So even if really everything is perfect now, there is no guarantee that it will last for long. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's like one of my favorite breweries here in Tucson, the oldest craft brewery in the state of Arizona, Barrio Brewing. You go inside and there's this big neon sign that says, free beer tomorrow. <laughs> go in tomorrow. Yeah, I want my free beer. No, no, it's tomorrow. <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, it, uh, on your uh, Bulgarian uh, incident there, it's kind of funny. It's like the mainstream media here now blaming um, Hispanics and blacks for being white supremacists. So it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all mixed up. I mean, this is, what's, this is what happens when you start, you know, really mm. elevating uh, I, I identity politics to the supreme level. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. but um, back, let's, let's pivot back over to the, um, what is it called? The Prespa Forum Dialogue, um, which is... Uh -huh. Wholly paid for, I think, by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and probably a couple of embassies. Um, I'm sure. So they're having their fifth confab down uh, at, at uh, uh, I guess it's at Lake Prespa. Um, I don't even know where it actually is. I think it's Struga now Struga? for some reason. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it isn't Struga. It's Struga. Yeah. Maybe I got it wrong. Uh, and their, their title is... Even the location is fake. <laughs> It's the title of this thing is uh, Widened European Family by 2030, Mission, and then Imperim, I-M-M, and then Possible, question mark. So, is it Mission? Oh, yeah, it's, oh it's just, it's pathetic. Um, so, although that does speak to your seven-year, um, 2030, your seven-year. Yeah. Uh, so, but I love, on their concept note, if you read down to the very bottom, the, the last line is, United in diversity, let's move processes mm. forward so we can all rise onward. Well, what that means, United and Diverse, is, it is, you know, we're all diverse, and you therefore must agree with us uh, so that we can all yeah. rise on. <laughs> it's just kind of, the, the, this, is, this is why, going back to what I said a few moments ago about, you know, the idea of, okay, um, the government or the governing party or whatever wants this and insists on the opposition delivering it. The opposition says, no, yeah. we're going to negotiate, and then both sides give up a little bit, and that's the way it's supposed to work. And, yeah. and, and this press performed dialogue, I mean, it's the whole thing with, with the uh, so-called press 
agreement, is it? Uh, Greece said, no, you will deliver all of these things to us. And yeah, sure, there was a few window dressing things that Greece, quote unquote, gave up. I'm using yeah. air quotes. Um, but no, Macedonia gave up everything, uh, almost everything. Yeah. And now they're giving up the rest of it to the Bulgarians. So uh, this yeah, is. And this increased Bulgaria's appetite yeah. too. Because she didn't, it, they did not even. I mean, it created the dispute because Bulgaria was not even expecting to that it would get something like this. But they saw that Macedonia elected a government of people who were literally paint, throwing paint on our monuments mm. and declaring that we do not need history, we just need uh, EU integration, and we would accept demands from any EU member state. Okay, the, from the member state of Greece, if she has historic nationalist demands from us and Bulgarians said, sure, I mean, we will never have this type of, this, this group of idiots in power in Macedonia again. <laughs> Let's <laughs> use it while it lasts. Let's take advantage of them. Yeah. So. I mean, it makes perfect sense that they would try to, yeah. to use the opportunity. But we had a situation, so, so practically after the, another thing happened practically. So, uh, Vemera made their demands. Mm -hmm. Is the SMNDU immediately said we accept these demands, except that they lied about the, the extent of the demands, uh, you know, the guarantees which Vemera demanded. And then they immediately launched a huge PR operation using some of the people who split from Mitskovsky in the past uh, uh, months yeah. here, especially after the local elections. So like uh, this uh, media outlet Infomax, the group around... Uh, uh, it's the same group, actually. Uh, the Levitsa party, which is trying to attack Vemera from the right uh, on this issue. And, uh, and, and Kovacevsky, the prime minister, immediately said the big takeaway from this meeting is not that uh, we agreed that uh, Dewey is out, that uh, Vemera will be in the government, that we cannot negotiate with Bulgaria, that we need the opposition, that we are feckless, weak, and... Uh, um, uh, compromised, but he said the big takeout is that Vimura finally agreed to amend the constitution, and we are welcome that they changed their position. They used to say that this will lead to immediate Bulgarization of the country of the Macedonians, and now they saw the error of their ways, and they have come to our position. And Levitz immediately said, "Well, this means that we have the we are the only opposition in the country. Is the SMDU and Vimura are part of the whole group? Once one grouping." And Vemera were visibly taken aback by the ferocity of this attack from the right. Uh, they are now doubting that when Zaev was approaching them and saying, telling them, listen, this with the Albanians has gone overboard, let's unite. I will take down uh, Kovacevsky and uh, re restore myself as leader of the party. You join me in a coalition and we will have a large Macedonian-led coalition, and we will kick Dewey out of the government. We will, uh, you know, take back what they have stolen uh, in power. But now Vimmer thinks, okay, maybe this was all a ruse. Maybe they were really trying to, uh, just like we are trying to kick Dewey out of the government mm -hmm. and provoke a fight between all the Albanian parties for their spoils. It seems that they want us to, they want to drag us into the government. Uh, then, you know, this government would could collapse immediately. Uh, Wimbera has a very bad experience. When they were last allowed in this technical government before the 2020 elections, Zaev did not uh, first refuse to accept the, Wimbera's first choice for interior minister on flimsy grounds. Mm -hmm. 
then he forced, uh, he, they voted to, to remove the uh, second minister of Amara appointed, uh, Rashela Mizrahi, the Jewish lady. Oh, right. um, yeah. Because she did not use the, 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 she used the logo with the name Republic of Macedonia. Yeah not North Macedonia, but practically they did not honor their agreement. The Muro says, okay, they will let us join. They will uh, have all these uh, astroturf, the right-wing movements who are trying to nip uh, some of our uh, popularity, some of our uh, share of votes in the you know, conservative Macedonia. And this is a hugely unpopular issue. I mean, we had like 80% of Macedonians opposed to this. It's, right. it's crazy. We had a poll... Which country do you consider the biggest enemy of Macedonia? 60-something percent said Bulgaria, even though Kosovo attacked us twice. Greece dragged us in these negotiations, tried to destroy us for 30 years. Serbia was obviously the hegemon doing all sorts of uh, damage to us as a country for, for decades. And, you know, people... There was a big well of distress toward Bulgaria... Uh, before, but now with the veto, with the blockade, you know, 60 plus percent cho chose Bulgaria. So there, it's a hugely unpopular request. And Vomero want to capitalize on opposing it. But they say we, they, we, we will be lured into the government. They might kick us out in a few months after we sign on to the amendments, right? Mm -hmm. They might launch some type of criminal charges against us, uh, whatever. And, and then SDSM and DS will say, well, we did not know they are so corrupt. They also broke their principles. They signed the Bulgarian treaty, whatever. So they might, uh, we have to kick them out of the government because they are so corrupt. Um, so yeah, Vibero, you know, now think that this was all a, an elaborate trap to get them into the government and then chew them out after they signed the, the treaty and lose their popularity with the conservative public. So now Vimmer is back to a position saying, okay, you either accept the proposal that we made as we made it, or you, uh, or we, you know, we have early elections or no deal. And this DSM says, okay, then we'll go back to our plan B, which is we're going back to the good days of Prespa, arresting members of parliament, <laughs> blackmailing them, bribing them. Uh, they, they would now need about 10 members of parliament to, um, you know, practically force... Uh, Mitskovsky said that if somebody from this current camp votes for um, constitutional amendments, he would resign, even one, even if one person votes mm -hmm. for this. So, I mean, one, I guess, could be achievable. I mean, I'm sure a lot of money would be put on the table. Is the SMR leaking or, you know, people in between the two camps are leaking that SDSM have approached Nikola Gruevsky promising to help him, you know, to drop all charges against him if he uh, finds them the votes uh, in Parliament. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, now we are, we are back to Johannes Hans' request that we find the votes in Parliament using Balkan yes. tactics by hook and crook, arrest their children, put them in prison, uh, keep the member of Parliament in prison and release him on the day of the vote. Uh, it's... One thing that happened is that that might have damaged Vomero is that the fact that Mitskovsky said that uh, you know we will vote for the amendments at the end of the process, and this key distinction is being omitted. If Vomero members of parliament are thinking to take the money and run, mm -hmm. you know, um, they 
And Mitskovsky has been losing coalition partners and allies after the local elections. No, the Albanians, we don't even count them. I mean, you no. can't really put faith in the Albanian parties, but he was losing people he helped elect, like Daniel Arsovska, like some lower level, uh, you know, local officials. Vimero lost the, so practically the mayoral position in Skopje, the mayoral position in Karpos, which is a big district, and they lost the council in Bitola, again with... Okay, it's a it's a outside party which uh, turned their backs on them, but still they had a coalition. Now now it's broken. So uh, if there is a group in parliament which might be considering, I'll take like one one point five million from the U.S. embassy. I'm speculating mm -hmm. on the number, and I'll vote for this and then uh, move out of the country. They might say, well, listen, but Mitskovsky said that it's good, it's okay that we vote for this. Only later, but they, they will say, listen, he said, we can vote for this, and uh, I'm voting for this, and uh, help the country open new accession talks, uh, sacrifice myself for the country, now it's the moment, <laughs> blah, 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 <laughs> something like that. So they may have hurt themselves in this regard a little. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, by the way, as you were, that was a good, good uh, explanation there, but I was going through the uh, list of participants for the uh, PRESPA Forum Dialogue, and oh, okay. I came across... You were not listening to me, you were uh, Googling. No, I was listening, no, I wasn't, I was <laughs> scrolling, not Googling. Um, but, <laughs> but this is going to be on the, on the exam. <laughs> well, that's for our listeners. Okay. Uh, Harold Schenker, I haven't heard, I, I forgot he was a lot, I oh. forgot he still existed. Um, number Actually, of progressive leftist yeah, um, failures that from the past that apparently are still around. And he looks like a thug in this yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. But I, I can't yeah. find... So Haki is their big, big uh, guest? <laughs> Haki is their big guest? He's their big speaker? Yeah. <laughs> who will get Vimera yeah. to well, compromise on this issue? <laughs> Escobar is coming. Uh, Phil Rieger, who works for Madeleine Albright's group. Uh... Somebody said Phil has canceled. Oh, really? And even Escobar. Oh, well, Escobar is probably needed in Kosovo right now. So... Um. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, interesting to see the, as a quick side note, the uh, escalating feud between Eddie Rama and uh, Alvin Kurti. So, um, yeah, he's practically. I mean, this is a me. very interesting situation. He's practically taking Kosovo over. He wants to to quash the Kosovo sovereignty even more than the Serbs <laughs> do right now because he says it's okay. We, we take over yeah. Kosovo. Albania takes over Kosovo. It's actually a very very interesting development. It, it, it is. Um, you know, and, and for, for those who poo-poo the idea of greater Albania, well, don't be so quick to poo-poo the idea. So, yeah. uh, Although to, to the point, that point that he wants to take over, don't forget Alban Kurti, who is the prime minister of what many consider to be an independent state, uh, Kosovo. He votes in the Kosovo elections, yeah. but he also votes in the, in the elections in the Republic of Albania, which is a very distinct yeah. and separate yeah. state. You can't, when, when the prime minister of a country or the president of a country or any elected leader of a country is voting in the elections of another country, I think that automatically disqualifies <laughs> them for any public yeah. position whatsoever. I don't care how anti-corruption Kurti is or, or anything else. He gave up his right to be an elected leader when he decides, yeah, I can vote in several different countries. Sorry. Doesn't work yeah. that way. So... I'm surprised he doesn't have a Macedonian passport. Yeah, so. and, and I'm sure the government of Macedonia would be more than happy to give him a passport, so, uh, if he asked. Yeah. So. 
But listen, if we if we uh, reject this deal, it's very likely that and and Serbia gets its uh, uh, Republika Srpska in North Kosovo. Mm. It's little statelet in North Kosovo. It's very likely that the Albanians, will, their next position will be, okay, well, we are getting nowhere with Macedonia in terms of EU integration. They are gambling away another opportunity. They want to have us under another 10, 11 years of Gruevski. Uh, so we will now form our own uh, group in West and North Macedonia. Uh, if obviously, if we accept the demands, I mean, doesn't mean that uh, the Albanian... Uh, push to grab territory in Macedonia will end and they will be satisfied, but uh, uh, it will be a different form. But if uh, this deal does not happen, then it will be a more, probably a more brutal, immediate uh, set of demands. You know, this is, it just, and it, it, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I think a lot of the mindset and worldview of the current Albanian leadership in Macedonia comes from uh, the socialist, far-leftist um, um, worldviews. Uh, obviously, Ali Khmeti is a Marxist-Leninist, mm. unrepentant, unreformed, but the other leaders as well. Uh, mm. And a hallmark of leftist progressive thinking is we must have whatever we want right here, right now. And they don't take time. Mm. They don't think that time should be taken for things to develop. I mean, as conservatives, we often get accused as conservatives, and this is a conservative podcast, of, mm. of being against change. That's not true. We, change is inevitable. You cannot stop it. It comes. But we believe in slow mm. change. Uh, and in mm. asking, it's the Chesterton's fence. Uh, our old friend G.K. Chesterton, mm. who gives the story of two men walking in a forest, and they come along this old stone wall that is partially broken down, and there's moss growing over it, and bushes, and all kinds of vegetation. And one man says what is this here for? We must tear it down. It's in the way. The other man says, hang on. We need to figure out why it was built in the first place. There might be a purpose mm. for it. And then we will go forward based on that knowledge. Yep. And that is what our friends on the left, the, the, the progressives, etc., are always intent on doing is tearing down things and, and, and rushing mm. forward. And, and the Albanian political parties in Macedonia certainly share that aspect with them and that they're not willing... To wait, if 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 they if the elected ethnic Albanian elected leaders in Macedonia are intent on creating separate enclaves in Macedonia of, of ethnic Albanian areas, which is almost impossible yeah. to do, frankly, um, because mm. yeah, because because <laughs> go with me on this, because Macedonia isn't in the EU by 2030, etc. I'm sorry, that is no reason whatsoever. Macedonia is integrated... No, there's no reason, but it will be it, the excuse. Yeah, okay, yeah, but it's a poor excuse, and they should be called out and, yeah. and, and roundly criticized and stopped one way or the other yeah. uh, by... Our history teachers, uh, when discussing World War II or World War I, they would love to make a distinction between povod i pričina, the, the reason and the cause of mm. the war. And they would say, like, the... Uh, uh, the excuse, maybe, and the and the reason for the war, they would say, like the assassination of mm -hmm. the archduke is the is the excuse, but the cause was, and then they would say imperialist, yeah, right, blah blah yeah. stuff. Well, again, <laughs> that's you know, each day, Macedonia is integrated more and more with 
Europe and the European Union. I mean, it is in Europe. It's European. Full stop. It always has been. Yeah, of course. But of course. with the structures of the European Union, each day, each week, each month, more and more, they need to be satisfied with that. And if the progress towards being a quote-unquote EU member isn't achieved in, in seven years, well, sorry, you're just going to have to wait because they're, believe it or not, and this, and this goes to the point, now I'm, on a, now I'm on a rant, this goes to the point that they're all a bunch of bloody mm. narcissists because they think that their yep. interests are the only interests to be taken care of in Macedonia, that of the ethnic Albanian community, and there are other interests as well, primarily that of, by the way, the Macedonians, as well as there's, uh, by the way, mm. there are other ethnic groups in Macedonia besides the bloody Albanians. And they don't take those into yep. account whatsoever because they're a bunch of bloody narcissists. End of rant. Yeah, we, we were satisfied uh, uh, to be, you know, outside of the EU. And Grievski would say, okay, you don't want to, to let us join, fine. We will find our own way. We will trace our own path. It, we, it would be nice if we could join NATO. And, you know, all this came out the window uh, with the Ukraine war, after which the U.S. said, you know, you're either with us or against us. And... We will color revolution you if you only, yeah. uh, if you hesitate even for a second. Um, now Macron is uh, supposed to come to the country. So after the this big German declaration, non-binding of course, uh, the State Department or the Congress is supposed to issue something like that. You know, they issue mm. these declarations in the Congress like uh, like candy. Uh, so then Macron is supposed to come at some mm. point and say, and maybe reinforce this date 2030 to encourage us again to vote in favor of this. But he's also, again, talking about some light version of EU membership, like you don't get a commissioner, you don't get full voting rights in some matters, mm. I don't know. So uh, he may try to to offer make this offer to us. But... Um, Again, we are, uh, um, it's uh, not, it's inevitable that we will move in this direction of Albanian demands becoming territorial in nature. Uh, it's just uh, a matter who will be left holding the bag when, the, when it happens and who will be blamed for this. I mean, it's a you know, small comfort uh, uh, for us who will probably be affected in a significant confrontation here at least a low-level civil war like Northern Ireland uh, in the future. But, uh, you know, to me, to you, it's obvious that SDSM making all these concessions with the national identity, even if it landed us into NATO, opened up this process of undermining the Macedonian nation as, as a construct, as a societal construct, as the kids now <laughs> like to say, that everything is... Uh, <laughs> what is a Macedonian? What is a woman? What is a Bulgarian? <laughs> you know? uh, and which is making us less safe than yeah. more safe, uh, even even though we are in NATO now. Uh, so to us, it's obvious that what SDSM did in 2001 and in 2000, in 2015, 2017, has uh, will be the cause of this coming confrontation. Mm -hmm. But the excuse. Uh, for the confrontation, maybe something that happens when Vomera takes power, either now in a in a grand coalition or after the elections. If, you know, they may be even allowed to form a government for a short while with some of the smaller Albanian parties, but then they're knocked out uh, at the first uh, curve, and then with some form of violence, and then 
SDSM Dui, their media, the international, say, well, look, whenever we let Vamara take the reins, a war happens to their fault, not because yeah. we're causing it, with the Albanians, with the internationals in Pristina, Belgrade, Washington, uh, Skopje, uh, not we, the deep state in Macedonia, agents, etc., and prosecutors and media, but because Vamara is in power, that's how organically a war starts. And uh, so, yeah, we, we, this might very well happen, you know, that Vimero comes into power and then six months, a year after this, this uh, territorial requests are put into effect, especially if in the meantime, as things are moving in Kosovo and Serbia wants its part of Kosovo uh, and the Kosovars are left reeling and want to to be compensated somewhere. And the Serbs will also want to be compensated. Mm, yeah. And Macedonia is just there. Yeah. <laughs> no identity, no military, no uh, Macedonian government, no... Uh, oh, now, that's, that's, now, 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 you're, now you're ending on a crushing morosity note, uh, like uh, uh, Pedoritz and the commentary podcast. So, uh, well, yeah, we're contractual. <laughs> <with you. laughs> All right, we'll see. It's, uh, we got... We got lots of time ahead of us, I think, unless the second coming of Christ occurs first, mm. which is always a possibility. Uh, mm. But until then, um, we'll just keep following this. And um, uh, if there's any developments, I guess, in the next week or two on this one way or the other, we might have to have another quick podcast here. Although this one, this one is, is turning out to be a regular length podcast, so that's fine. It was good. Yeah. It was fun. We had some, no, we had some, th- we had some th- laughs. We had some serious stuff. We, we had a nice rant from me. So, hey. Mm, yeah, <laughs> no, it was it was a major development, yeah. but I think now everybody will take it easy for a few weeks uh, until the amendments are actually proposed, and then we'll see who gets bribed, who gets yeah. uh, blackmailed. Who We're at will, the be- uh, beginning of summer; school's just out. People are thinking of vacations. Uh, mm. It's going to start getting hot. Uh, so, yeah, mm. we'll see. We'll follow it. We will. Um, yeah. We provide yeah. our listeners <laughs> with the service, Svetin, and. Um, we're on top of it. And, and also the uh, companies selling antidepressants with a uh, valuable market <laughs> of, of people who are interested in Macedonia. I don't, I don't know how big our listen, listener base and, uh, and people yeah. who are, and, and of them people who are actually emotionally invested in, in the country is, but we, are, we do our best to depress them uh, every other week. <laughs> we sure have fun doing it, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, self-healing for us, true. True. Exactly. Uh, we're, we're sharing our depression to others. Uh, <laughs> misery loves company. <laughs> All right, Svetin, we'll uh, we'll probably talk again in the next week or two on this. Yeah, absolutely. Take care, buddy. Good talking to you. You too. You too. Bye. Bye.